Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here with our next episode of our EA Sports Podcast. It finally hit the fall. Weather's cooling down, but we're not. We are just starting to heat back up, and we are back again for another episode. Anch, it's you and me today. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Good, and hopefully we can actually heat up, unlike last time where we said we'll be back, and then like ended up being another three weeks. Yeah, so it has been a <laughs> school has started. It's been very rigorous. We've been very busy with our work, our school, and our testing and all that. Mm-hmm. Very busy. But Both we of are... us play tennis, and so that's been busy too. Exactly. We'll interject maybe some of our own um, anecdotes from mm-hmm. our sports... Um, our sports games we've been playing throughout the year so far. But so right now, I believe, we, let's start it off with football. Let's start in with football. That's just started up three, four weeks in. This would be interesting. All right, so let's start us off with some football. Okay, so we're going to talk about two things. We're gonna do, first, we're going to talk about the roughing the passer controversy that's been going on in the NFL. And we're going to predict the winners of each division in the NFL. Yes. And we might talk about wild cards. We'll see when we get there. Okay. First, we're going to talk about this. There was a play last week in the Chiefs-Packers game. Alex Smith, I'm mean, not Alex Smith, ooh, actually it, is, it was Alex Smith, sorry, I'm using all these quarterback chain spots. I know. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> but Alex Smith got sacked by Clay Matthews. It, if you've seen the video, it was a very clean sack, and they threw a roughing the pass penalty, and Clay Matthews was shocked. And many players were coming to Clay Matthews' defense saying, how else are we supposed to hit the quarterback? Basically, a lot of restrictions have been put in to protect the quarterback. And we understand protecting the quarterback, but not like where you can't hit him. And the thing about Clay Matthews is he's gotten a roughing the passer penalty in all three games he's played this year. Ethan, what do you think so about this? So with this year, I've just been starting to watch some professional football more and more. Try to tune in every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Very interesting. I think it's a good season so far. Anch, just can you kind of enlighten people that don't watch football as much as we do about this penalty, the roughing the pass? Okay, so penalty. basically, if you um kind of overdo a sack, if you know what a sack is when you hit the quarterback. Basically, if you overdo a sack, maybe you hit the, them on the ground after, or you kind of like stay on top of them a little bit longer or whatever, it's a penalty and they'll throw the flag. Without the ball, if the quarterback yes, does not have the ball. And also... If you get sacked and you kind of overdo a sack, then yeah, it's also a roughing the passer. Exactly. So there's been controversy. I think the NFL kind of tweaked the rule to protect the quarterback more after Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year. I think mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the reasons. So now many players are saying, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to hit the quarterback? And there's been a bunch of like gags going on. I saw on a show, Get Up, um, on ESPN, there was kind of a gag with Kevin Hart where he basically like was teaching them how to sack the quarterback, and they, like, lifted him. They placed him on the ground. They exactly. had a pillow and a blanket. Like, I don't know how it's... Yeah, like, treating him like a three-year-old toddler having to tuck him in for, it's, it's for re- bedtime. I don't like the rule. Personally, I think the rule is in place for a reason. Of course, you have to have the rule because the quarterback is the most important part of the offense and the most important part of the game. Exactly. And so, you, I think they need to kind of loosen off the rule because the if... You've seen the Clay Matthews sack on Alex Smith, which I know Ethan has and I have, and if not, just look it up. It's very clean. It looks clean. It looks yeah. like just a normal hit on the quarterback. I couldn't differentiate that hit from a different hit that was clean if this didn't happen. I yeah, wouldn't be able to differentiate it. They've been putting a lot of rules in place that have been trying to protect players. This one in particular, and also the helmet-on-helmet collision. I like If they one. lower the helmet, I like that one. Prefer Because uh, that, that one's very obvious. That one's, <laughs> it's, not bla- it's very black and white. It's either... It happened or it didn't, and that one's This rule is like really up for interpretation. That one, it's based on the interpretation of the referee. If yeah. they think it is out of, um, if it's not appropriate, mm-hmm. or if it's too aggressive, or they hit them too hard without the ball, then they can call the penalty. But I think it's super subjective to the referee. It's what they think. Some referees can call it differently. Mm-hmm. I think they just have to make sure they have a baseline 
for the rule for every referee to follow to make it consistent. The NFL is really, they've been talking about this, saying that I think they might be tweaking the rule a little bit, or maybe they're telling the refs to maybe kind of chill off on the rule. I, that's what I believe I've heard. Now we're going to talk about all the divisions. We're going to start off with the AFC East, which right now, as of right now, the Dolphins are top at 3-0. and The Patriots are 1-2. and Bills 1-2. and Jets 1-2. and Ethan, who do you see winning the division? I see Miami winning the division, I think, safely. I think the Patriots, I've watched them play. I watched them play against Lions. They did not have a very successful game. I know they have Tom Brady. I know they have Gronkowski. Um, but to me, that's not enough compared to the Dolphins. I think Tom Brady, he's really going to have to heat up. In my opinion, he is not really heated up as of now. A lot of other quarterbacks are passing him, outpassing him, and they're throwing more yards no. this season. And Gronkowski, in my opinion, has not been very successful um, in the – I know week one he did rather well, but the two, three, week two and three he was kind of kind of cold. So. I um actually I will go with the Patriots, and I'll tell you why. The last couple of years they've had this. If you remember last year that the game against the Chiefs on I think it was either Monday or Sunday night, and the, they had a slow start. Everyone's like, oh, what's happening with the Patriots? Happens every year. Patriots start off slow, they go on a win streak, and they win the AFC East. I don't really see any other team winning this but the Patriots. The Patriots have won this division with quite simplicity for. So long. I mean, I. I mean, I can't. I have to give credit to Miami. This is an amazing start to go three and zero in the NFL, and any, any team is amazing. But, you know, I think if they win, you know that I'm wrong. But I just, I can't see any other team winning, even the, the Patriots' record of one and two. I don't know. I, I'm going with the uh, with the Dolphins based on their hot start and based on New England's kind of early struggles. We're gonna move on to the AFC North, where right now, kind of shockingly, the Bengals are in first. The Baltimore Ravens with two and one. The Baltimore Ravens are two and one. The Browns are one one one, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are one one one. If you don't know, the Steelers and Browns both played each other and tied. In, in my opinion, I think this division right now is completely flipped. In my opinion, I think the Steelers will end up winning the division. In my opinion, we have Roethlisberger. Yeah. He has had a great start. He's throwing for major yards, major touchdowns. Antonio Brown. He's going to start to heat up. They He's been having some consistent. Games. They had a um, tough schedule. I mean, besides, I mean, the Browns. They're they're not bad. You can't call the Browns a bad team. They're not bad. They've they played pretty well. They exactly. all their loss. There was a three point loss to the Saints. It was a tie with the they tied the Steelers, and then they beat the Jets. Exactly. And the Jets blew out the Lions. So honestly, so if I had to guess the placement of this division, I'm going to go Steelers. Then the Ravens. I do like the Ravens. I like Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's going to do real well this season. Then I can actually see the um, probably. The Browns coming in right behind them. Baker Mayfield, I like him. He's going to start to get more touches, start to get more starts at that quarterback position. I like the Browns. Don't think they'll be last this year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think this division is going to completely flip yeah. on its head. I, 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 can, I can't see any other team winning but the Steelers. I think in past years you've had, I think the ba- the Bengals have always, they've been past years been second. or I don't think they've ever won the division. But um, also... Baltimore's won the division when they won the Super Bowl, but I can't see Baltimore doing anything right now with their current team. They're just not a good team. So I have to go with um with Pittsburgh to win that division. I think both of us can agree yeah, on that one. Yeah, I agree on that one. That Moving cool. on, we're going to move on to the AFC South, where right now the Tennessee Titans are 2-1 and one in first place. The Jacksonville Jaguars in second with 2-1. and one. Colts 1-2. One and two. Houston 0-3. Oh and, and this is interesting with Houston. Many people... I think saw not Houston winning the division, but being second place in the division after last year. The amount of promise they showed when Deshaun Watson was playing him before he got injured. I'm really shocked about this, but I have to go with Jacksonville winning the division. They beat the Patriots 
in what was a blowout. It wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah, I saw that game. I it really um I just don't see any other team in the division as well. I think Tennessee. I could see them actually. I'm gonna take that back. I could see Tennessee winning the division, but Jacksonville's defense is incredibly good. You know, Jalen Jalen Ramsey. I believe his name is. I'm not too good at football, but I couldn't see anyone else winning the division. But maybe Tennessee. In my opinion, I think this division is one of the weakest in football. <laughs> I don't think, like, Houston, in my opinion, they're not anywhere contenders of winning the division. No. Indian- Indianapolis, I think, as well, they're not really fit to go anywhere deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The two teams, I think it's a two-man race. you got the Jaguars, then you got the um, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, I'm not in love with them. Mariota, he's, in my opinion, an average, if not mm-hmm. below-average quarterback. They don't have too many spectacular targets, in my opinion. I do agree with Jacksonville winning this division and being on top by a slim margin, I do say. I think it's going to be between maybe two or three games. And we're going to go find our final division in the AFC, the AFC West. Right now, the Chiefs are on top with a 3-0 record, and Patrick Mahomes is exploding the league right now. Denver with two and one record. The Los Angeles Chargers are one and two, and the Oakland Raiders are zero and three. Who do you? I honestly would have to go hundred percent Chiefs. I really Absolutely. don't. There, I now I've said a million times. I don't see anyone else winning this division. This is really a division where I don't see anyone else but the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the best team in this division by far. Case Keenum, if you can do something with the Broncos. Hey, I don't know. They're 2-1 and one right now, but I just don't see any other team winning the division. Exactly. I do like the Chiefs. They have some really good targets. They have Patrick Mahomes, who has started so well. Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. My opinion, the best tight end Tyree in football. Kill. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Tyree Kareem Kill, Hunt. Kareem it's... Hunt, who should start to heat up. I like the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a blowout in the division. Mm. I, I think the second place will be Denver coming in pretty far. And then Chargers and... Chargers, mm-hmm. Oakland, in my opinion, they're just out of the picture already, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. I don't know. All right, now we're going to go to the NFC. Let's move on. The NFC East, the, probably the best division in football, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. We have the Eagles, the Super Bowl champs, who are 2-1. and one. The Redskins, who just acquired Alex Smith, who are 2-1, and one, who beat the Packers. Dallas, who's been struggling, who's 1-2. and two. And the Giants, who drafted Saquon Barkley with the number two pick, is 1-2. and two. This one's a really tough division, in my opinion. I'm going to kind of go with maybe a little outside view. I'm going to say the Washington Redskins are going to win this division. The Philadelphia Eagles, they had a lot of success last season. But, I don't know, will Carson Wentz take his form that he was last year? I don't know. I do like the Redskins, and I think so far they start off with a good 2-1 and one record. They've been playing some good football. Um, so I think that the Redskins are going to be another two-man race in this division. Mm-hmm. I think the Redskins will just edge out. The I have to um, go with the Redskins as well, actually. I think I like Alex Smith He's at the helm. He led Kansas City to a great le- record last year. I mean, they didn't move on in the playoffs after with a loss to Tennessee in the first round. But still, I think Alex Smith is such a good quarterback. And I think the Redskins have a pretty um, you know, decent core with them around them. So I really do see Washington winning the division, then Philly coming in second, probably a wild card team. I agree. Philly, I think, secures a wild card. I think Dallas will be Dallas. Dallas and 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 the Giants have two both losing records and not in the picture at all. Now the NFC North, the division with my team, the Lions and Ethan's team, the Lions as well. We have in first place, very surprisingly, the Chicago Bears led by Khalil led by Khalil Mack though, because that defense and they have Howard, but their offense is um, their offense is quite bad. I I have to say, there's been a lot. Their offense is quite bad. Green Bay one and one and one. 
Minnesota one and two and one. They're a bit ahead because they did play Thursday night versus the Rams. Yeah, and Detroit at one and two. Can I give my um, foresight on this division? Yep. I think the winners of this division right now slow start. I think the Vikings will I, will win. I, I agree. Actually, lead it. Um, they're led by Kirk Cousins. He had a great game against the Rams. But it's the Rams. I think any you know, other yeah. team, they would have won that game. It was a close game, too. They, they only lost by seven. Exactly. A good offense. And I think Kirk Cousins, along with um, Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. Adam good Thielen. Um, is it Rudolph? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen. All these good guys player. are a great player. And then they have Dalvin Cook, I think, coming off injury. Exactly. But. So I think they're going to win the division. You know, uh, I'm a Lions fan. Just over Green Bay. Yeah. I'm a Lions fan. And, you know, you're supposed to not like teams in your division, but I like this Vikings team. Me too. I, I really like this Vikings team. I, I tell my brother this every day, and he, like, kind of gives me a dirty look, but, you know, whatever. But I really like these Vikings. You know, I saw the miracle in Minnesota last year in the playoffs. I was I was shocked to see that. And I think Minnesota just, they're going to win this division with ease. The Packers have an injured Aaron Rodgers, who I think shouldn't even yeah. be playing right now. He was limping through last week. Exactly. And so, in my opinion, I think the Lions are going to finish the last in this division. They just do not look good. Really, I actually see the Lions finishing second. I think the Packers are going to lose Aaron Rodgers this season. I have a hundred percent positive they're going to win. You saw the way they played versus New England. Now I'll tell you why. I know it was just one win, but I'll tell you why they were struggling the last couple weeks. They had to adjust to a new system under Matt Patricia. I can tell. There's a quote I remember watching the Sunday Night Football broadcast. They're saying Golden Tate was saying that. The uh, this this system under Caldwell is almost a one eighty flip to go to Patricia. So they're getting used to the offense yeah. and getting. I mean, the, um, just like the play style that Patricia wants them to run. So I actually do see the Lions finishing second and quite possibly a wild card spot. I really like this Lions team. They have Matthew Stafford at the helm, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know many people will probably start just saying I'm a homer or whatever, but it's true. He's just one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the clutchest players. You also have Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, T- Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, all really just solid receivers. And then you have at the um, running back position, both the Garrett Blunt and Carrion Johnson, who Carrion Johnson got the Lions' first 100-yard rushing game in five years. Yeah, I, I don't trust the Lions. They have a lot of young players, a lot of new faces. They did, I think they just have to get maybe a year under their belt to get adjusted. One. I think they're going to get third place in the division. I think Chicago's going to finish second. So I think Green Bay will be last, uh-huh. or if not third. So, But no, I'm not trusting either the Lions or Green Bay. Okay, moving on now. The NFC South with a surprising Tampa Bay Buccaneers team with Ryan Fitzpatrick starting after Winston was... Uh, suspended three games for groping an Uber driver. Oh my and, god! <laughs> yeah, no. oh my New Orleans is uh, two and one. Who they um, beat the Browns? They lost and they beat the Falcons. I don't know who they lost to. Carolina's two and one, and the Falcons are one and two. In my opinion, this is probably one of the strongest divisions. Oh, yeah. in the NFL, you got the Tampa Bay, great team. New New Orleans, led by Drew Brees. Carolina with another good Cam quarterback Newton. in Cam Newton. And then, then you got Atlanta, who is kind of a surprise team with Matt Ryan there, former MVP. You never know what he can do. And also Julio Jones. This is a. In, now, this one, who do you see winning the division? I'm going to call this one a toss up. This one could be anyone. It's whoever takes heat, in my opinion. Mm. I don't think Fitzpatrick can sustain the I, success. I, 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 I think it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I have to agree. I I like Drew Brees' team this year. Um, Alvin Kamara, he's been just incredible. Yeah. He's gone off. The he's last the three differentiator he, between he's, them yeah. and the him and the and, and yeah. And then Carolina, I don't see them doing anything really. No, and they're not going to do anything. Agreed. Now moving on to the NFC West, we have the Rams, who are probably the best team in football in my opinion, with a four and zero record. Yeah. And then everyone else 
Seattle, San Francisco, and Arizona. Or Seattle and San Francisco actually one and two, and then Arizona's zero and three. Arizona, no way they're not. Extremely they're not weak going division. anywhere. Uh, San Francisco. They just lost Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo is there, I might say that they could maybe get second, but th- he's gone now. And Seattle's just struggled all year. This is pretty easy, I think, both of us. Yeah. It's going to be L.A. L.A.'s the best team in football. I like, actually, the um, the positioning right now with the, the Rams, the um, the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Arizona. Um, I think that's going to stay yeah, the same I, order. I agree, yeah. Because Seattle still does have Russell Wilson and everyone, so I, exactly. I think they'll still. I like the order. And, I think the I think the Rams are the there was a nickname for the Rams back into the two thousands when they were in St. Louis and with Kirk Cousins and they made the Super Bowl greatest show on turf. Is this the greatest show on turf part two? Is I would it? say so. Just basing it off, they play a good Vikings team who had a great game. Oh, that was and a, they still that was a very fun game to watch. Beat mm-hmm. the Vikings. Jared Goff is a one five of probably, in my opinion is top five quarterbacks this year right now. If not even higher, I like. They had, he threw the I remember cup multiple times for touchdowns. Yeah. They also have um uh, Sean McVay, their coach, who's I think one of the best coaches in football. They actually um I forgot who their coach was. I went to a Lions game versus the Rams. They didn't start golf. It was his rookie season, and they it was Steve Fisher that was their coach, and they started Case Keenum. <laughs> I yeah. mean, ironic. He sucked that game, but we they um so I mean the Rams. Incredible! I didn't. I couldn't have seen this coming. Too. If you had told me that two years ago that they're gonna be number one team in the league, I wouldn't. Have I wouldn't you. believe it either. No, good okay. surprise. They're what do you want to do now? Baseball or basketball? I think we should go to baseball because it's yeah. closer to the postseason. Yeah, let's throw it over the baseball here. This is our prediction show. So we're gonna be talking about a lot of predictions for a lot of um, different sports. We already went over the football. What we think the position, the positioning in um, the standings will be in the leagues. Now we're gonna go to baseball. So. This is the division that is locked in right now. The AL is locked in. Every team right now so far has pretty much secured its place in the postseason. I see Oakland secured a playoff spot. Yeah, we have Oakland, New York, the Red Sox, Astros, and the Indians. They all got secured, and the bracket is set. So, yeah, the AL set. The two wildcard teams are the uh, A's and the A's. It is set. Now let's talk about that game. Okay, so Yankees, who who will there ever who will be home? Yankees, right? Yes. Yes, Yankees so, will be home as of now. So here's what I'm predicting for this game. The New York, that's their biggest question right now is who they're going to start this game with. In my opinion, there's three people, three frontline guys they can start. They can start Luis Severino. Severino probably their best pitcher, but has struggled mightily his past few weeks. He is a toss-up. He has a 3.39 ERA, 220 strikeouts, but he has some rough patches. Masahiro Tanaka, the right-hander, another good pitcher, had an up-and-down year. But in my opinion, they should start J.A. Happ. He is a, he's a veteran, a left-hander, 3.65 ERA and 193 strikeouts. Did the Yankees shut down all their pitchers for the season? I mean, like, for the regular season? Well, I think they're going to still give people a little bit of time to figure it out. I think they need to give Severino some time to figure it out. Lance Lynn... Four, how many eight uh, ERA? He needs to figure straight. it out. Nine, the Yankees are ninety nine six one. How many games are they remaining? Uh, well, there's one hundred sixty two games in the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many games you said they have. Ninety nine and sixty one. Well, they're ninety nine sixty one, so they have two games left. Two games left. So yeah, there's no way the A's can even catch them. They're three exactly. games ahead. So everything's locked in. All right, we're at home at Yankee Stadium. Yes. Both. I think I remember hearing both. If this was game was at Oakland, it'd be hard too. Cause the um Oakland Coliseum, the Coliseum has, has a it's a loud yeah. stadium. Yankee Stadium, the new one, loud stadium. 
Now, I'm going to go, who do you think see winning this game? The Oakland A's. Who are they starting? Who do you think their starting pitch will be? Let's talk this about that. This is another debate. I think it's a two-man race. I think they can either start Mike Fires, who is a right-hander. He got actually acquired around the trade deadline from or trade waivers from the Detroit Tigers. Good pitcher, a stable right-hander. But they also said the A's have one of the best, top, probably top five bullpens in the, major, in the major league. So this is going to be a short start, probably three, four-inning start. Yeah. And then go straight to the ball. It's going to be a bullpen game. So I think they're going to start Mike, Mike Fires against J.A. Happ in the Bronx. And I'm going to think the Yankees are going to win this and via the long ball. They're I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to I'm gonna say Yankees win 4-2. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good game. I think Judge will have a good game. and um, Stanton. Stanton, you know, he's, he's up and down. Either he'll take him deep or not. But, you know, just all that D.D. Gregorius, have. he's a really good player. I like him. He is. Short good shortstop. Stop. Yes, I think that game's going to go um, to the Yankees, but it might be toss-up. The A's had a surprise season this year. In my opinion, their coach, uh, Bob Melvin, is the coach of the year, in my opinion, taking this A's team to, the, um, to a playoff berth. So now, after that, so we're, think, so we're predicting the Yankees will win this game. The winner of this game is going to have to face the Red Sox, the best <laughs> that's team a, that's amazing. in baseball. Yankees-Red Sox series, we haven't seen one. Of, how, how many years has it been since we've seen a Yankees-Red Sox series in the playoffs? Well, in the early 2000s, there was a lot was of a popular. Them. There was just, a lot of them. But they always um, met in the, um, the, uh, the championship the ALCS, division. Right? But um, it hasn't happened in quite a while because the Yankees had that little uh, bit of time where they weren't that good, and the mm-hmm. Red Sox have always been pretty stable. Yeah. But, so the Red Sox, I'm just going to kind of go through what I think – so I'm going to go through this matchup right here. So the Red Sox, I think their top front guy is going to be Chris Sale. This guy's amazing. Yeah. 237 strikeouts this season, 2.11 ERA. Amazing. This guy is amazing. And I think whatever game he's going to pitch, they're going to win because he is just so dominant. And plus J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts. This team is unstoppable, in my opinion. And they definitely will not be stopped by the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, they have David Price. Played for the Blue Jays, played for the Tigers, Tigers, the Rays, having a great season. Rick Porcello, here and there, right? Another Tiger. (laughs) And then um, Rodriguez and Evaldi. So they have a good, very good starting rotation. The best lineup in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. And one of the top Red Sox are the best team in baseball, I think. Exactly. They set a record for the amount of wins they had this season in franchise history. Yeah, I mean, they're just um, such a good team. I've watched them play a couple times when they're on TV. And they look unstoppable, to be honest. They just look unstoppable. Any team who plays them, it's just like... You're trying to, like, basically, you're playing defense the whole game type of thing where you're trying to catch up. Yeah, they're playing playing catch up to the Red Sox every time. Um, So now, so we're predicting that the Red Sox will win... Over the Yankees, I'm going to say pretty safely yeah. over the Yankees, in my opinion, and just kind of just walk right up to the championship series. But then on the other side of the bracket, it's not set. we have the Astros and the Indians. Both clinched their division, mm-hmm. but this will be a great series. In my opinion, a great pitching series. Yeah, The Corey two Kluber. best starting rotations, in my opinion. You have, yeah, I mean, for the um, Indians, I can, name, I can name Corey Kluber. You have for the Astros. Who you, I'm trying to think. Who, who the that? Astros... They, they have, have the a best lot of starting guys, yeah. rotation in baseball, mm-hmm. period. Justin Verlander, oh, Verlander, 2.6 ERA. How could I forget Verlander? Garrett Cole, 2.88 ERA. Mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel, Keuchel, Charlie Morton. They. This is just 
Yeah. The best starting rotation in baseball. It reminds me. It reminds me of like the Tigers' rotation a couple of years ago when they had like Scherzer, Scherzer Porcello, and, Verlander, Anibal Sanchez when he was still good. That that Drew reminds Smiley. me. Of that. Drew Smiley. Yeah. That was a good rotation. Doug Fister. <laughs> exactly. He had a few good seasons there in Detroit as well. And I think this rotation is going to take the Astros over the yeah. Indians. The Indians don't get me wrong. They have a great rotation. Kluber, Carrasco, Clevenger, Bauer, but I I don't think they can compete with them. Um, the power horses yeah. with the Ast- and the Astros offense, in my opinion, is superior to the Indians. I'm going to think it's going to be a close series, but the Astros are going to edge them out by a few games. Yeah, I agree. You want to move on to the National League? Or you want to talk about the wild card? Well, I'm not going nationally at all, all, at all today. Oh, really? That is not set. That one's up in the air. That one's going to be our next episode. Oh, okay. I'm just focusing specifically because I'm getting in-depth with the AL. Okay. And so this is the one I really want to focus on. The Red Sox-Astros. This is such... A difficult one to predict because Astros World Series can uh, champions last year. They have experience. Red Sox, look at their record. They are ready to go. Mm-hmm. But really, in my opinion, the differentiator is this starting rotation. And the their bullpens are like one and two in the AL. Great bullpens on both sides. Great offensive. Anch, tell me who's going to win. By, like, what, what will be the game score in the series? And who will be the MVP of that series? For the winning team. So, I like both teams a lot. The Astros, I think, just... In, I Last year, they were incredible when they took out the Dodgers, who I think a lot of people were predicting to win. Yes. And they're now just... They haven't... Some World Series teams, you see them, they win one year, and then they collapse the next year. They didn't do that. No. They, com- they came back. They kept the fire from the World Series when they kept going. The Red Sox they made the did they make the playoffs last year? Yeah, they've they been they've been pretty. They've been consistent. pretty consistent yep. ever really for a while. But this consistent. is their first breakout in yeah, a while. Yeah, this is major the first, This is the first time they've really made it kind of their their contenders, and now they they set the league on fire, winning a hundred and seven games yeah. so far, and then the Astros won one hundred and one games. They're so about one hundred one. So, so you can't you can't say that this is going to be a lopsided series at all. Not at all. But, exactly. I'm going to say that the Astros are going to win the series in seven games. Bold prediction, and I like that. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go seven for the I have to go, yep, I think it's a seven-game series. That's going to be a fun series to watch. That will be amazing. I'll definitely stay tuned into that one. Just think about this. If you go game one, we got Salem Verlander. I have to. With the explosive offenses on both sides. Let's just say we go a little game two. Price and Cole. That's amazing. We got... Morton and Porcello. This is just amazing pitching <laughs> matchups. And think about these offenses. How much fun would that, would that be to see a guy like George Springer hitting in um, Fenway Park? Or, yeah. That's just amazing, in my opinion. And um, these offenses, you got J.D. Martinez on for the Red Sox, Bogarts, Mookie Betts. Um, and those are explosive guys. It's a three-headed monster there. But then the Ashes can't overlook them. Yeah. Altuve, Springer... All these guys have the potential to explode. Some of them haven't had the best seasons mm-hmm. this year, but you also got Bregman. Great team. I agree with you. I think the Astros are going to end up winning and facing whoever their opponent will be. In the yeah. NL. We'll talk about the NL Great, next time. <laughs> ca- Great coverage on this. I think that's really interesting. Gives people a lot of insight in the AL mm-hmm. division. I say let's end it on a good note on basketball. Okay, so we're going to start on some kind of negative. If you're a Bulls fan, your young rookie – or your young – I was about to say rookie. This your young second-year player. Yep. Laurie Markkinen is out six to eight weeks with an elbow injury he sustained in practice. It was a sprain. 
I don't really I don't really see much out of it. I think he'll just he'll he'll miss the preseason and mm-hmm. he'll miss a couple of weeks in the regular season. The Bulls are kind of still rebuilding, so Exactly. I this won't be a hiccup in my opinion for the yeah. Bulls. And they have the um the flexibility just to take have him take his time, right? They're not in yeah. a playoff hunt, in my opinion. I don't think they're going anywhere this year. Well then again, you could say because remember last year, would you have thought the Pacers would have broke out this way? Like they made the four uh, five seed, I believe. No, I would not have thought. Yeah, that and that's how I kind of see the Bulls is that, and it's it's bold to say, but like they have Kristan, Zach Levine, Larry Markinen, um, Bobby Portis, Robin Lopez, Robin Lopez. No, nah, not really Robin Lopez. I like Robin but, Lopez, <laughs> but um, yeah, but they really have um a, a good team that reminds me of kind of Indiana's team they had last year. So, but I, I still don't think yeah. They need to rush him. Yeah, I, I, I hate I, for him to rush him and have him right. get another. When injury. you're a rebuilding team, you don't want to rush anyone through. Exactly. Now, another thing that is kind of concerning: Sharif O'Neal, of course, NBA Hall of Fame's famous son, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal's son, is out. He's going to sit out his freshman year of, of college basketball because of a heart condition Oof. that he had. Yeah. It's a serious heart condition, and he's going to be sitting out his freshman year at UCLA. So best wishes to him, and hopefully yes. we can. Hopefully I was so excited better, yeah. to watch Sharif O'Neal this year, but hopefully we can watch um, some great Sharif O'Neal next year. Exactly, and a healthy Sharif O'Neal yeah. in the upcoming years. I, I agree. And so now let's talk about the Jimmy Butler timeline. And if you haven't heard, then you've been sitting under a rock. But, yes. So what happened was Jimmy Butler has requested a trade from the Timberwolves because he did not really mesh well with the young guys like Wiggins and Towns, Towns. kind of calling them lazy and all that. He then listed three teams that he'd like to go to. He said the Clippers, the Nets, and the Knicks. Then it's things started emerging that um, Thibodeau didn't want to trade him, but then the owner told Thibodeau, you're going to trade him because, you know, they don't want this cloud hanging over them. Then now they're saying Butler, Miami came up as a player kind of in the Butler saga, and now Butler says that he, another preferred destination now is Miami. And then Butler said if the trade wasn't made within a week, he will rejoin the Timberwolves. This is, in my opinion, a full, like, five steps forward, six steps backwards. He puts all these so-called preferences of where he wants to go. He wants to go to the Clippers. He wants to go somewhere in New York and then Miami. But then he's like, oh, wait, if I don't go there, I'll come back. Saying, like, oh, if you don't forgive me, I'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's more like, in my opinion, this takes some guts to come out there and just say, trade me, I'm not very happy. He has that, he has that reputation of being an all-star, superstar yeah. type player. He kind of has that freedom to say that where he wants to go, right? He's kind of driving the car in this instance. If I was the Timberwolves, I would trade him not based on really what I can get, just based on let's get something I, mean, I don't want him on my team anymore. He's obviously shows sign of displeasure. Well, you obviously want to get the most you can from mm-hmm. him because he's he has a lot of value, right? But it's not worth it in my well, eyes to hold on to him, even though he's such a good player. If he shows so much disinterest, when you but like I had to disagree because I think when you have you have him under contract, so he can't not play for you because you'd be fined. You can't do that. I know in the NFL we've seen the Le'Veon Bell thing, but. He, he can't he has to play it, no matter what he has to play and so I think you take your time and that's what I think Cleveland made the mistake of with Kyrie Irving they flipped him really quickly to Boston for Isaiah Thomas and all these guys and ended up failing for them 
And that I think that's partially one of the reasons LeBron left. Because yeah. of that failure. And that's why I don't want... I don't see them trading him quickly. If Now they know that, hey, he isn't going to sit out. Or he's not going to pretend like fake an injury or whatever. But I think Kyrie Irving was threatening to get a surgery or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he can't do that. So he has to rejoin the team. And so they can take their time with the trade. I know that it's cloud kind of hanging around the team, morale and all that. But I, I don't do the whole, like, oh, get him, just tri- flip him really quickly and then get nothing. You have to... If you have an all-star like that, you have to get a... Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I say you got to flip and try to get the best value you can, but you got to, in my opinion, trade him before the season gets too deep in which it's already gone. Because let, let me just hear the lineup of the Timberwolves last year. And they had, had Jimmy J- Butler. They had... Um, I'll, Towns. I'll tell you. Teague. Uh, Wiggins. Wiggins, and I think they had Dang. Does this sound like a eighth seed team? Sounds like a pretty good team. No, no, no. It doesn't. So, I mean, I think so, it's a pretty good team. Exactly. I think they should, they should have been like a four with that lineup. But Jimmy Butler got said, hurt. That's right? like eight. Still. That team's good. That's a four or five seed in my opinion. Not an eight. Not a close to being a ninth right with Denver. Okay? So, in my opinion, there had to be something to blame. And I blame the... um. How the how the team meshed together. There's so, also a report Jimmy Butler didn't even fly home with the team after they lost. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think they had to trade and get good value, but do it soon. Now we're gonna move on to something a little bit lighthearted. So we had um Kawhi Leonard in on Media Day with the Tim with not the Timberwolves, uh, with the Raptors and of course the trade that went down this summer, we talked about it. And so we there's I'm I'm I don't know if you've heard it, if you looked on social media or whatever but yeah Kawhi Leonard was asked if you if like kind of how what type of person he is well we're right here we'll just let him we'll let, we'll him let Kawhi bit. Leonard we'll let Kawhi Leonard explain yourself and what would you like people to know about you uh, I'm a fun guy uh, obviously I love the game of basketball um. I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> so right there, that was the clip. That was the clip. That, so the laugh. Okay, okay, I have a question. Is Kawhi Leonard a robot? I mean, he has no emotion. <laughs> Come on, he has no emotion. You know, it's like, um, it's like I, some, I wouldn't go that far. That laugh looked like someone was in the back and pressed a button, and then in Kawhi Leonard's system, he goes, ha-ha. Like, like, <laughs> We're not going to throw him in the Matrix quite yet. <laughs> I don't, I, Kawhi Leonard, I think he's just, um, you know obviously what happened to he's him a, he's throughout a, his but life. He's a quiet, reserved guy, so I mean, he doesn't really laugh much, but like, <laughs> that's that's uh, one of the oddest laughs I've ever seen, and this is coming from someone who has not a very pretty laugh himself. Yeah, tr- tr- I, yeah. I can vouch for that, Arms. But no, no this guy just—you know what's happened to him in his life. He's had a kind of throughout his childhood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's had mm-hmm. so maybe that could have something to do with his lack of <laughs> lack of emotion, laughter, enjoyment to things. I don't know, but at least I, we saw him laugh. I don't know if it's enjoying to see him laugh. I, I don't really know. It, was, it seemed just, it felt really awkward. So I, 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 I felt know. awkward. And obviously, so did um. So it was a Kevin Hart. A uh, Kevin Hart. He also yeah, thought he, it was awkward too. He, 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 there was a thing. I think it was in the same show. Get up. He was a. Uh, he, he was a uh, really. He was laughing um so hard after watching the clip. I don't blame him. That uh, was um. Uh, that was that was something. I do. I say. don't even know what to say about that. Lucky you, Raptors fans. You might be hearing yeah. a lot more laughing yeah. in your future. I mean, maybe that's why Kyle Lowry is mad. He had to be stuck with that. 
I don't that know. That is true. All right, we're going to move on now to my team and, of course, Ethan's team, the Pistons. They had their media day. Andre Drummond was asked if about, you know, I think, I forgot what he was asked, but he, the, he ended up saying that new Pistons coach Dwayne Casey has given him the green light to shoot threes. Now, Andre Drummond has worked on threes throughout the offseason. It was um, last offseason he uh-huh. worked on his, um, on his free throws, and he did improve it. He got to a 60% clip, which... Considering he was around thirty percent the year before, thirty eight percent the year before. That's growth. It's a good. That's a really big good growth. And then now he's now can I think shooting mid range shots. I think he can hit now threes. Okay. What do you? So what do this you think? is this tells me two things. It shows me that Dwayne Casey coming into a new environment has trust in his team and he has created a good rapport with his players. He's giving Andre Drummond the freedom, and he's like, hey. Andre, you do what you think you can handle, right? So that, that shows a lot of trust from a coach. The second thing, it's kind of like that old saying, you got to crawl, walk, then run. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I watched an episode this morning, Kevin McHale was giving his opinions on Ben Simmons. Yeah. And he's saying, first, to fix your jump shot, I think you get to work on free throws, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's where it's That's what Drummond did last So season. you get that free throw working. Then next, you work on 16-foot jump shots. Move it to 18, 20, eventually three-pointers. Yeah. In my opinion, I want to see Andre maybe the first quarter of the season okay. take a lot of mid-range kind of from the from the um, the elbow, yeah. some of those jump shots. If those start falling at a decent clip, then you start expanding. How many right? threes will Andre Drummond attempt this year? I'm going to go, so they play 80. 82 games. Okay, I'm going to go around 50. I'm going to say 50 or 63 pointers. I, I think that's a safe yeah. number. So I was actually listening uh, to a, a podcast, the Jalen Jacoby podcast, and yep. they're talking about the same thing. And uh, they Jalen was asked the same question by um by Jacoby saying, "How many threes will Andre Drummond attempt?" He said eighty two, saying that one he would game. attempt one game, at least one a game. And then Jacoby said, "No, I think about nine. <laughs> really? No, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go in the middle. I'm gonna say about sixty. I think that's a safe number. Yeah, a little less than one a game. Maybe one every two games. I'm going around fifty. So yeah. I think that's good. Now good. we all know the Rockets have made made a um sign this this off season signing Carmelo Anthony after he was um kind of the whole weird trade to the Hawks and then got yes. released and whatever. Oh, yes. And so uh, they signed him. Now he was saying a bunch of. You've seen the last couple of years. He's he at media day last year. He actually like. When he was on about the idea of coming off the bench, he actually laughed. Yeah, he it was around. Ridiculed he, it. Yes. Yeah, he, really, he laughed. He's like, next question. He didn't want to talk about it. Now this season, you, you saw what happened last season. He's now saying that he's willing to come off the bench. How have you seen this whole thing come full circle? Where for about a good year, Carmelo Anthony has been saying, "I there is no way in my life that I am not starting," and then. He's now like, okay, fine, I'll come off the bench. This either tells me he's losing his ego and starting to look <laughs> at reality. Like, you got to look at the statistics. You got to look at how per, how efficient are you, right? And if you're just not, you can't stay on the court being a starter. Yeah. If you're not productive, right? It's like you can't keep living in your glory days, right? Like you see, always you always go. You see these people. They're like fifty or sixty, and they're like, oh, when I, in my day, I could. I could hit a ball 300-something feet, right? Mm-hmm. Give them a bat now, I doubt they're going to hit the ball out yeah. of the infield. You know what I'm saying? You can't just live in your glory days if you're still not producing, right? Mel is someone who, for like the like, last like couple of years, every like team he's been on, there's just been a really like dark cloud around them. Like 
his last couple of years in New York, there was a really dark cloud around the team. His last year in um, Oklahoma City, there was a dark cloud around the team. Well, you can't forget, there wasn't really a dark cloud around the Hawks. He was only there for a few hey, days. Hey, Hawks sent him so. a jersey. They're only there for like a few days. So. The Hawks sent him a jersey. <laughs> there you go. But no, I, 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 I like Carmelo. I think he has the possibility. He has the skill sets to get better and to be productive. But let's just see if he can do it. Okay, now... I think he could be a potential sixth man of the year. I do think so. Okay. He does have the capability. So now we're going to make... Early, way too early, 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 early Eastern and Western Conference predictions. Let's start with the East. Who is, I'm going to say, my number one. You say number, your number one. This is, um right now, what I'm showing you is preseason. So Okay, we're going to go. Okay, okay. My number one this year will be the Celtics. I'll double you down on that one. Yeah. The Celtics, <laughs> Celtics have a safe set. Safe the Celtics set. are the only team in the league, actually not in the league, the only team really in the East that has a chance to challenge the Warriors. And I say challenge because they're not there's no chance they're gonna win. I mean if they do, then great, wonderful. I'll be I'll be really happy. Yeah. But they have such a good team. They have I think their starting lineup, right? I think as of now, they played a preseason game last yesterday yeah. versus the um the Hornets. Yeah, Kyrie. The Hornets Hayward. won that game, but they did. Yeah, the Hornets regardless. won the game, but um, I saw, you know, it's preseason, so it doesn't really matter. I saw um Kyrie I think Kyrie Kyrie, I did, Kyrie yeah. you have Tatum, no, not Tatum. You have Brown, Hayward. you have Hayward, you have Tatum, and you have Horford. Horford. They're running a really small ball lineup with the I big like center. I, I like, like that. that. I like Where that. Tatum's kind of playing your then four. Then you got Morris to coming back. Morris up coming off the bench. You got players. Rogier. Rogier, possible six man of the year. Looking at Rogier. Yeah. You got a lot of depth. That's the key word with them is depth. Then you got Baines coming out to who cares about that? But you got depth. Okay. No, no, actually, I like Baines. You know, as even though in Detroit he was a kind of a subpar. He's backup. infamous for getting dunked over. Yeah, thing, yeah, he's actually infamous with Giannis for like. There's a dunk that may happen, and then like it doesn't end up happening. It happened like three times last season. Yeah, we're like there's a dunk. If you saw the one game at like, if you know what the Mecca is, it's uh yeah. the the stadium they played at for like one game, and like if you saw that, they like um he almost got destroyed and it didn't happen. So I mean, I don't really know about exactly. that. Exactly. Now number two, who do you see number two being? Um, I personally see number two being the Raptors if they stay healthy. I have, have a good depth. I like the team, not very competitive in the East itself. I think they have a good chance of yeah. winning. Getting second place in the East. Oh, yeah, no, Raptors for sure. There's no one else really you could say that would even be close to getting that spot. Exactly. Think, uh, really, um, just, it's just the, it's in the East is so weak. I don't really see anyone else. The top, like, four seeds I don't see, I don't really see changing. Now, my three seed will be the Sixers. What do you, I mean, who's your three seed? I'm going to go with the Bucks and the three seed. Really? It's very close. I think it's going to be between the 76ers and the Bucks. I'm gonna give the Bucks a slight edge with their acquisition. My actually, for me, the Bucks would be the four seed. I, I, See, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're close in that regard. I, I think, just like their lineup better. Yeah. All right. Now five, Indiana. I all agree. I'll give Indiana the fifth seed. I like it. Oladipo. They they Trevor. made it kind of an under the radar signing, and um, Tyreek Evans, even though he played 58 games last season, he um was so good for Memphis. Yeah. Oh, no, he was. He had a great season, and I think there is just a lot of growth yeah. for that team. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so now, number six. This is where it gets hard. I but think six, in my opinion, is rather easy. I have my six locked down. Washington. It's Washington. And they're only there because of their acquisition of Dwight Howard. Yeah. That puts them over the top for me, gives them the easy six. John Wall, 
Bradley Beal, easy six in my opinion. Easy six, if not. Okay. Yeah, pretty much six. I think that's guaranteed. Now, who's seven? This is where it starts I, to I'm get gonna, I'm going to give a bold prediction. I think New York. New York Knicks, okay. New York Knicks are okay. going to be the seven seed in the East. Um, that's a bold prediction. Let me hear why. Actually, no, I'll, I'm going to flip. My seven and eight are going to be New York and Detroit. Okay. Kind of flip-flopping between, I think Detroit will probably edge them over because I, I can't say Detroit's worse than New York. I like New York's team. They have Frank Nielakina. They drafted Kevin Knox. Yeah. Porzingis. Uh-huh. Enos Cantor. Yes. Th- doesn't those sound like good names they on do. paper? They and do. And, like, I really like the Knicks team. And if, I do, too. But I have to say, New York, if Porzingis is healthy. I you have to remember that Porzingis tore his ACL. I'm going to make a prediction. If Porzingis is unhealthy and he mm-hmm. can't, he's not really going to perform, then I have to say Miami. Okay. I'm going with seven being Miami. Mm-hmm. I like Miami. Good coaching staff. They just have a way just to persevere through all their problems. It's Dwayne Wade's last season in Miami. Exactly. That's another good point. And I think Detroit's going to get the eighth seed. Okay. Yeah, I think with the Cavs dropping out, because really the Cavs don't have a chance. I, I, no. I really It looks like Kevin Love's situation in Minnesota from a couple years ago. I don't see the Cavs making it. But I have a contingency. If Detroit, if they're big three, in my opinion, if Drummond, Griffin, Jackson. and Reggie... Stay healthy and play together for at least 60 games. I'm making a bold prediction they will get six seed. I, I can actually agree with that. If, it, if they stick together. If Reggie Jack, Okay, if you think about it. the okay, So, for the last, like, okay, they made the playoffs in, um, I think it was 14, 15, or 15, 16. I can't tell you which one. Reggie Jackson played, I think, the whole season. They didn't make the playoffs after that. Reggie Jackson missed, I think, half the season. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. Reggie Jackson just has to see. There's one common factor in why they keep missing the playoffs. It's Reggie Jackson. In the guard position with Reggie Jackson. Ish still. Smith. I know nothing. No, I'm a fan. He's a good. Point. He's a good backup. He's a, no, he's a great point yeah. guard. He's great. I think wonderful backup point guard. But I like him. He's not a starter. Like no. there's no way he's a starter. No, like in my and no. I think also the Pistons they need growth with their young players. Mm-hmm. I think they need Stanley Johnson to step up his game. They need Reggie Bullock to continue to grow. Yeah, they need um. Their Kennard. Kennard needs to grow. John Luer needs to come back. Yeah, it's I remember that one season where he's putting up double digit points. Yeah. Like John Luer, I like John Luer. I mean, he's not going to start obviously because yeah, Blake no. Griffin, but I like John Luer and like we need him. We need John Luer to play. We got Calderon. Let's Calderon see if he'll make a little bit does. of a. Yeah. But I think they need more growth, and I don't think Stan Van Gundy really Stan, helped no. the growing. And that's process. what Dwayne Casey. We got a coach of the year. Exactly. He will help them grow. He will. Yeah. He did. He helped Kyle Lowry grow. Look yeah. at what he is now. All right, let's go to the West. We're going to move this on to the Western Conference. This one, the top's easy, the bottom's tough. Yeah. The bottom's harder. Last year, the Blazers made the three seed, but it's, if they lost a couple games, they would have been out the playoffs. If you, I don't know if you it know that. It was so close. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you know that. Okay. But, um, okay. Number like one. Show. Let's fun. just, number one, Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Warriors. They, you have five all. You have five all stars in starting lineups. Okay? <laughs> that, that there's no explanation. True. Number two. Contingent Houston. On making sure that at least three of them are always healthy. Yeah. If you get three of them hurt, you're they're not but first for me. Houston. Houston's easy second in yep. my opinion. They're so good. Houston. Obviously. Easy second. Close. I think they'll be close to yeah. the top. Now. Like, probably like four games out. Now number three. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. This is where it gets tough for me. Actually, no. Oklahoma City or Utah? Utah's a good team. Okay, so you're Utah, I have to say. I like Utah. I'm going to go with, um, ooh. It just, it's so tough to me to make a decision 
based on all these teams without really seeing them play yet together. But I have, okay, you know, I'm going to change my, I have my number three is Utah. Okay, Utah, that's a good And then my number four is Oklahoma City. Okay, I'm going to go three, I'll match you, I'll go double down, I'll go Utah. Okay. My number four is going to be the Timberwolves. Really? I think they're strong. Contingent that if they keep Jimmy Butler. No. Think about it. With or without him, I'm putting him at four. Interesting. Yeah, I, I like them. A lot. I I had them not even in the playoffs. I don't have them in the playoffs. Well, I, let's see who's right. If yeah. they're four yeah. or five, we're gonna. I yeah. think I'm right on this one. Okay, so we're where are we at? We did three and four. Now who is five? In my opinion, five will go to the Lakers with LeBron James. Mm, this one is a tough. I have to put five. Mm-hmm. I already got Utah. I you put got, Utah. You got put Minnesota. I think for I'm you. I'm putting OKC. Yeah, you have to put OKC. Okay, but, okay, LeBron and the Lakers are going to be five. They have – they don't have a good team, per se, besides, se, like, yeah. LeBron. But, like, they don't have a bad team. You have Rajon Ronda, who's the, one of the best playmakers in NBA history. Yeah. You have Lonzo Ball, who he, went – He should grow. When he, he's one of the – I think he's, like, a really young, great point guard. And – um. What else do you have? You have Mark, I mean, Brandon Ingram. I was about to say Mark Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Laura, yeah. Uh, oh, my Lord. Continue, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Uh, Kuzma. Kuzma. Uh, yeah, so the Lakers LeBron. are a good team. LeBron, you can't forget about him. I just think what's really glaring to me is just the lack of um, depth at the, um, the mm-hmm. center position. They right. need to get someone or develop JaVale McGee. Yeah. But I, 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 uh, I'm so torn here because I like them. They're a good team, but I'm going to give the 6 to San Antonio. I was going to give the 6 to San Antonio as well. I'm going to give the Lakers the 7th in my book. Yeah, I'm going to the give them the 6, and then I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to San Antonio the 6. For 7, I would have to give Denver. Denver 7. And then... The Lakers are going to have growing pains. They need to... They're so new. They're so compiled of different players from so many different teams. They're going to have right, growing pains. You got to remember, this isn't like a normal... This is LeBron. If there's any others, it's well, like... That's why I'm giving them seven. LeBron's not there. I'm giving them like 12. Oh, yeah. So. LeBron's not there. So they're like... They're, yeah. I'm giving them a good bump <laughs> for LeBron. Okay. And eight, I'm going to give... Um, I got to give this one to... Uh, I have my eight. I can't doubt Anthony Davis, but I also cannot doubt the Nuggets. Nuggets are going to be the eight. Seed. My is um, Portland because I did give them oh, I put the Portland seven out of there. You did? I, oh, that's I can, not right. That's that can't be right. Then oh, put then take the Timberwolves out. No, I like the Timberwolves. <laughs> How in the world are the Timberwolves in over the Portland Trailblazers? I'll give the Trailblazers fifth. I'll move everyone down one. I'd move everyone else down Okay, one. so who who gets, gets out the playoffs then? That knocks out the Nuggets for me, and that puts the You're Lakers telling, eighth. Okay, no, no, no. You're telling me that... Okay, I, I gotta get this in my head. You're telling me the Timberwolves that will probably lose Jimmy Butler, and without Jimmy Butler last year, they were an eight seed, basically, when they lost they're Jimmy Butler. They're going to be fourth Butler. or fifth. I'm just predicting. Fourth oh or fifth. Oh, my Lord. They're fourth not, or fifth. They're not making the playoffs. Fourth <laughs> or fifth. They're not making the playoffs. There's no way they're making the playoffs. When they just had Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, they didn't go anywhere. Now yeah, they're going to be fourth or fifth. Maybe sixth if I'm way wrong. Oh, you're way wrong. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Well... Good predictions, Ant. That was fun. Good predictions. I like it. Let's see Wonderful. what will be right. It's going to be me, but we're going to see what's going to happen this season. This should be a fun NBA season. I'm excited. Okay. Well, that's really it. That was fun. That, that was, was a, a good one. one. That was a special prediction that, show. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, oh my lord. I'm still shocked on your predictions for the NBA. Exactly. And if you have your own predictions, tell us. <laughs> tell us.
Let us know. Let Please. me know where you disagree. Leave a, leave a voice message. Where you agree. We would love it. That'd mm. be great for us to see where everyone else's mind is and for us to reflect on our, on our own personal opinions. Yeah. So thank you again. Everyone, good luck with their school year. Keep it strong. Bundle up. Stay warm. We'll see you next time.